welcome to the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk. Hello, welcome to episode 490 of the Self-Help Podcast with me, Edward Lamb. I'm a good pal, Sean Orford. How are you, Sean? I am very good. Um, you're sitting right next to me. I am for yeah. a change. But face to face, bloody hell! Yeah. Uh, which, wrong with we had COVID. I've already fluffed my lines once, and I'm not used to doing it with someone sat <laughs> next to me, apart from little Cooper, who is sat over your shoulder, looking very cute. Yeah. He's finished attacking you for now, hasn't he? Yeah, has yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gorgeous. Making me bleed. <laughs> the swine. Um, yeah, he's a ferocious little terror, but. You were asking for it, man. You were rolling around with him and all sorts. <laughs> Look at that vicious beast. What did you expect? Yeah. <laughs> I am not the postman, all right. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks. So we're talking about kind of rational thinking today and the ups and downs of being rational or irrational. Yeah. If, uh, if you can get Cooper away from you. Yeah. Cooper, um, Cooper be rational. <laughs> well, we should talk about animals and, yeah, what goes through their tiny little minds. Uh, but yeah, there was a, a listener has emailed us to say suggest this topic and a few more actually. So we do welcome feedback and yeah. uh, topics to, uh, that you think we should talk about. So do get in touch. Our website is livingthepresent.co.uk. All the previous episodes are online there, and Sean is going to be writing a an article to accompany this as well. Are you going to write it yourself? Or are you going to get AI to write it for you? No, I'm going to get Cooper to write. <laughs> Um, have you used much? A good lick, have you used ChatGPT yet? By the no. way, to, uh, yeah. it's an interesting thing. You should have a little play I with, it. Go with it. Yeah. Get it to write a blog post and see if we can spot the difference. <laughs> be less typos in it, maybe. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Actually, get the spelling right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, how are you doing? You okay? How's tricks? Yeah, no, I'm good. I am I've getting seen, better. I've just seen. Well, I'm. I've got Netherland beckons, but you're off to Paris. Yeah, yeah. You're going to Netherlands. You're going on the Eurostar. Of course. We're going to Paris on the Eurostar. On the train? Oh, yeah. nice. When are you going? Oh, you uh, don't... A couple of weeks. Okay, wicked. Yeah. This will probably be out by the time you're back, actually. Yeah. Um, very yeah. nice. Yeah, I've never been to Paris, actually, so it's... You've never been to Paris? No. Yeah. Can you believe it? Um, yeah, what's on your list of things to do? Anything and everything? Or... Have a good nose, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been uh, past it a couple of times on my travels. Yeah. Um, reason I've been before, so we're going to go and have a look at the at the tower and the art. Ah, you know, beautiful man. Going to have a look in the uh, in the art gallery. Of course, yeah. one must. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're off to Amsterdam again on the train. We're staying in a town just outside. Yeah. Um, with the fam after yeah. we went last year, I think yeah. a year ago today to the day. Oh no, we just got back. Yeah. You sent, oh, you sent me that photo, didn't you, of me yeah, yeah. climbing out the window? Out the window, yeah, walking <laughs> along the roof of the of the hotel. Not exactly what my... Five stories up. Cat burglar. Yeah. The irrational side of my brain yeah. took over there. I was desperate yeah. for a photo. A photograph, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to climb on the roof. And... <laughs> Don't try that at home, kids. Uh, but, yeah. but anyway, it was amazing, so I had to yeah. go back with the family. So uh, yeah. we'll go yeah, for a no, week. We, uh, we were talking about, uh, you haven't said that, we then talked about maybe we should go uh, end of the year for Ree's birthday, go and have a look. Oh, nice. It'd be good. Very good. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, lots to do. So, and yeah, we saw you at my wife's fortieth birthday at the weekend too. Yeah, well, that was good. Was that was lovely. Yeah, that was nice. Thanks yeah. to everyone that came. Thanks yeah. to the, the Dobros, the local uh, pizza yeah, guys. Yeah, they need there. a shout out, don't they? They were really good. Food was lovely. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. knocking out twenty five homemade pizzas in record time. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, all good. We'll crack on. Um. Because yeah, we've had a listener email just to ask us to chat about. The ups, and, the ups and downs of rational thinking and how our brains work, really. Um, well, it was one line about rational thinking, so mm. that got you thinking, uh, and we've managed to squeeze together an episode on it, and we're going to try. So yeah, what, what's, yeah, yeah. what's your initial take on this, then? But I, I, I think that the initial take for me is that we have progressively become and progressively continue to be rational thinkers. Um, right, so we are, we're too rational now, you think? Yeah, I think, look at it like this, is that rationality uh, is, takes away the emotion and the feeling uh, of yeah. something. Yeah? And I think when we were tribal and we were hunter-gatherers and farmers and all that kind of stuff, the world, yes, we had to get the stuff planted and all that kind of stuff, but it was an emotional world. We all worked together. Yeah. Now, if things become more and more logical, you're talking about using those chatbots. Mm. And a chatbot is pure thought isn't it yeah if it's waving there's no emotion in it mm. it's just logically putting something together and i think that that's what a lot of us do yeah we just logically put things together we don't put the emotion in them so the the suggestion here for the podcast was just a podcast on being rational and rationalizing thoughts so, so do you think straight off the bat that we shouldn't overly worry ourselves about being too rational and kind of computer like is that no i think it's the other way Okay. I think what happens is that if we're not careful, we're going to become progressively more autistic. Wow. And less emotional. Um, and that's it, it's the thing we were talking about before, isn't it? Is that if you're a surgeon, I don't want an emotional surgeon. I don't want someone to cut me open and go, ah, and have a fit. I want someone who's <laughs> going to be dead logical and isn't going to involve their emotions at all. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The problem is. When the surgeon leaves, leaves the theatre, if they go home with the same mindset, there's no emotion at home. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we, we can spread that beyond surgeons, can't we? Because I yeah, guess yeah. a lot of us that will work in like professional life yeah. of any kind will have a work persona yeah. and a home persona. Yeah. You know, and I know mine's really like yours is quite super blurred. I work from home yeah, and I've got yeah. loads of things, yeah. plates I'm spinning, but... Um, you know, it's hard, isn't it, to switch from one role to another? Yeah. And, you know, we're all human and we kind of... I'm not sure I understand. <laughs> Siri, doesn't, Siri doesn't understand. You no, know, it's, it's, so that's just complete rationality, so, isn't it? That Siri's just said there that he doesn't understand. He's, yeah. he's overly rational, Siri, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and we haven't got time to explain it, mate. Yeah. Uh, although maybe in time, computers will try and mimic the irrational human mind and, and the kind the of... The emotional feeling. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah. What were you saying before we came on then about how how you think we're evolving then in terms of you know you just you mentioned COVID earlier on and how we we switched very quickly to this online world. Um, the the problem is if I send you a text, all you see is the words. Mm-hmm. You don't get the intonation. You don't get the body language. You don't get any of the feeling in it at all. Yeah, just so get the words. So logically and cognitively, you get a message but it doesn't have any feeling content. I remember sending a message to someone last night, someone that I don't know that well, actually, we were just 
batting around stuff about a website that I was working on. And uh, I sent it kind of, it was supposed to be a bit of a flippant, jokey message, but I then read it back to myself later on and thought, hang on, I don't actually know that person very well. They might not get my sense of humour, which we'll come on to. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I actually didn't send any further messages, but I should have probably just clarified what I actually meant. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> when you've got, well, it was a really short WhatsApp message. Uh, yeah, there's multiple ways to kind of, to understand something, even though we have this wonderful English language. Even if you write something, it can mean something else, can't it? Or you, at least you, you meant it to mean something else. But the other problem that we have is that we have to moderate what we say because we're living in a world of political correctness now where you can't say what you feel. You have to say what you think the other person is capable of hearing. Yeah, well, I'm a counsellor now and I need to be wary of that when I'm, you know, I have actually had my first um, code, well, my code of conduct training, which was actually really interesting. And it, part of it talked about work dealing with residents, you know, and complaints and issues that yeah. might pop up and other councillors and council officers. And part of that was around, to, was to do with um, being clear with what you're saying and mm-hmm. um, in, in all conversations, not just digital messages, but mm-hmm. chats in the street with someone that you might, have, you know, might be a neighbour or something. You need to be careful about what you're saying, what you promise, mm-hmm. what you say you can do, what's possible, that kind of thing, uh, which kind of gave me a whole new kind of uh, insight into how I need to mm-hmm. behave and act in the next three or four mm-hmm. years as I'm a counsellor, so... If, if you think about someone who's got Tourette's, they just say what they see. Mm. Yeah. There is no cognitive filter going in saying don't say that. It's just emotionally say what they say or feel. Yeah. Yeah, what they see or they feel. Yeah. Um, and we're not allowed to do that. You know, I, I, if someone is large, I can't say they're fat. I can't say they're large. I could say they're severely challenged, maybe. Yeah, but it's like like we, we live in a world now where it's inappropriate <coughs> to say what you feel. You yep. have to say what's acceptable, mm. um, and I think that leads to a level of dishonesty. We're not being emotionally honest with each other. Yeah, uh, it's crazy times, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> crazy times. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess it'd be interesting to know how the world has uh, evolved to where it is now with the complex mix of rational and irrational decisions. Well, if, if, if you look at it from an evolutionary point of view, if you live around the equator and there's always food because you just walk down the bush and pick something, you don't have to get organised. Mm. When human beings moved north and south from the equator, there wasn't that plentiful supply. So if the barns aren't full, come harvest, you're all dead come spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so people have to get logical, have to get organised, have to get systematised. Yep. Yeah, and I think that's where it comes in. Mm. Um, prior to, to that, um, we didn't need it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking about decisions that I'm, that I'm already making or having to make and uh, inquiries I'm getting as a councillor now and how I need to be rational when I'm making decisions and I'm sitting on committees in the future about stuff. But at the same time, there's a lot of kind of irrational and emotional stuff that you deal with in mm. the world, isn't there? Mm. Uh, and how you kind of get stuff done mm. when you haven't got that kind of hard evidence to, mm. to but do it. If you look at parliaments, I mean, you're talking about the council. Yeah. If you look at uh, parliament, um, MPs aren't allowed to say certain things. 
like you're not allowed to call someone else a liar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because that steps outside of the logical framework into emotional feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it was Churchill who was told off calling someone a liar. So he said, um, okay, um, I would suggest that the honourable member is using terminological inexactitudes, <laughs> is what he said. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, uh, and how do we work going further in the workplace then? You work with people that have seen some quite traumatic stuff. Yeah. We've already talked about surgeons, maybe they might have to cut, yeah. have a look inside people's bodies, but um, how do you, how do people come on that, like, recover and get over seeing mad things at work most, uh, most people that i which... know where i've worked in um psychiatry um worked in theaters that kind of stuff uh, or firemen policemen is they tend to use humor very dark humor as uh. a way of releasing the stress right and um, and that humor if heard by someone who's outside of the team or the profession would probably appear to be very offensive yeah but to them so on the simplistic scale, the guys driving the trains, uh, it would be, what do you want for Christmas? And the joke always was, don't give me a jumper, because the jumper's the person that jumps under the train, so don't buy me a jumper. Yeah. yeah now, um, is that insensitive? You know, they'd all laugh, but it was their way of coping with it, because they'd had to deal with people jumping under their trains. Yeah. You know. well, we'll come on to humour then, because like it's a coping me- mechanism that I'm sure we all kind of use one way or another to kind of get get us through the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, like so, the, the 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 train drivers you're talking about there, the hypothetical ones. Um, at what point does the humour become like too much of a crutch, uh, and like, or is it? Does it help them get through it? Yeah. 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 When you laugh. <laughs> you release stress hormone yeah which is good and there are different ways you can you can release stress hormone so that um if you um if you're if you go to the gym and you you run jump scream shout you you get rid of the stress hormone and release positive endorphins Mm -hmm. it's the same with humor if you go into a comedy show and you measure people's bloods before they go in um, and you can see the, the levels of stress hormone. When they come out, they drop right down. Right. They've let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and we're no different. So that um, in the worst of circumstances, we come up with ridiculous humor, which is why humor can very often be offensive. <laughs> you know, people are offended by a comedian, but there are a whole load of people that weren't. Yeah. You know? I know. Well, I guess that's... Maybe that's part of the whole cultural stuff we're going through at the moment around, people might call it cancel, cancel culture. Like we, we cancel people, don't we, for saying the wrong thing or uh, some, occasionally it will be, a, will be a, a comedian that said something um, that lots of people will have laughed, been rolling around mm. on the floor at, laughing at, mm. but a certain group of people will have found it offensive to the point where they think that mm. uh, it shouldn't have been said and that... Uh, so yeah, that's, that's the kind of weird cultural stuff, isn't it? We... But it's it's like you and I are both. What are we? Could we say that we're normal sized? Would we say that we're short? Mm. Would we, you know what would we say? You and I are both shorter than the average male. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Below average. Yeah. Well, only height wise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. Uh, I mean, I spend my life looking up people's noses. Always have done. Because people are always taller. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Now, if someone says to me, like me, your shows, because people used to, when I played a lot of music, uh, and I'd be doing beast words, I mean, you sat on the stool and you're playing. And the amount of people, when I got off the stool and walked into the, the bar bit and had a drink, people go to me, oh, I thought you were taller than that. <laughs> they would say that kind of thing. You know. uh-huh. um, and so should I be offended by that? And of course, the reality is, I am the size I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if someone identifies, okay, you are the size you are, am I offended by that? Do I need to be seen as six foot six, foot six bronze and muscular, mm-hmm. you know, to make me feel right? Yep. Yeah. Or, yeah, red hair is the one where people, it's just like an open door to just abuse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the one of, Yeah, it's one of the last yeah. things that you can actually, well, you, maybe not for much longer, but uh, it's acceptable to call someone a short ass or a ginger. Yeah, and um, if you're a ginger short ass, I mean, there's nothing going for you. Well, if you were a ginger short ass and you're a little bit round as well <laughs> and old, that was slip yeah, in. It, it can get worse. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, but that's where the humour and the kind of coping stuff comes in, isn't it? And I guess, well, I think you said earlier on that before we came on air, humour can be like a weapon or a shield. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it can, it can. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I, I have seen the most appalling things going on in theatres and stuff like that, and they, I mean, horrendous situations. And to cope with it, the team come out and make jokes which would be highly offensive to anybody else, but to them it was letting go of the stress. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. So I guess we just need to be mindful ourselves that someone else might make a joke that we don't like, but doesn't necessarily mean that it's not mm. funny or... Mm. That they've said it for a reason for not just to for a laugh, but to help them through a situation. I think one of the things that, that bothers me a lot, and I mean, I suppose you're the example at the moment, God bless you. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas you're as a councillor in chamber, in the council chamber. Yep. Um, if you think somebody is presenting something and they're a total pillock, <laughs> you can't say, look. You know, you're a total pillock. You have to find ways of saying it that are palatable. Yes. Yeah. And okay, that's fine. It's manners and politeness and all that kind of stuff. But it also leads to a huge level of dishonesty. Mm. Yeah. And that bothers me. Yeah. I know. Well, I'm, I've got a steep learning curve on that in the coming yeah. weeks, um, which I'll, I'll be fascinating to, mm. to watch it and see if I can have a little go at it and... Uh, I don't want to be taking a back seat for too long when I get stuck in, but yeah, yeah. at the same time. I suppose my the phrase I use that people do take the mickey out of me for sometimes is, say someone is a real pain in the arse, and someone will say to me, what do you think about Gladys? And I'll go, she's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where your body language as well can say yeah. something, can't it? And yeah. So you can say one thing out of your mouth but you can say another thing with your eye with your body and your yeah. hands and your, yeah, your eyes for your, your eyes, eyes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's a great idea <laughs> councillor yeah. whatever yeah. we should definitely do that yeah uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah Um. okay cool have you got uh, anything else or do you think we're okay on that or? no I'm okay I'm just what I'm saying is I think that we're in danger of becoming progressively more logical yeah. and less emotional Right. And I think in that we're likely to become less cohesive and together as groups. Yeah. Yeah, which I think is a danger for humanity. Interesting. interesting. I'm going to link to a uh, a blog post on Good Men Project, which I'm sure everyone will be able to under- uh, appreciate and the risks of being uh, the risks of being a rational, sensible, and distant <clears throat> man. Yeah. 
So really interesting blog post actually. I think uh, I'm sure we can all, male or female, will be able to uh, take something from. So I'll put that in the show notes. What are you linking to there? Um, I've got a results here, which is a, a test to see how psychopathic you are. Okay. Because um, psychopathy essentially is a lack of insight and a lack of empathy, which um, shorthand is a lack of kind of humour, emotion, and connection. Mm-hmm. It's pure logical. Yep. You know, say it, do it, solve it. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, I'll link to both of those in the blog post and a few more things in the in the show notes. And uh, yeah, livingthepresent.co.uk um, to have a look at that. So hopefully that's helped. Uh, you happy? Yeah. Always am. Okay. Now, am I being honest? Oh. <laughs> yeah. There's a little glint in your eye there. I think you need. Sean needs help. <laughs> I can tell. I picked up on that. If you'd been on Zoom, I wouldn't have realised. No, you wouldn't have got it. Yeah. That's it, yeah. All right. Uh, thanks, Sean. Okay. I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, everyone.